This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello, welcome back to the show, Disaster Divas, now that you've recovered, because you're obviously listening to sequentially, listening sequentially and to all of our podcasts, uh, you're, you have a Pompeii hangover, but today we will hopefully cure that in our discussion of the tremendous movie The Wave. It is I, Jordan Cruciola, here to talk about Norwegian disaster shenanigans. <laughs> that is the opposite way I would describe yes. anything there's, that happened this movie here. Is there's void of shenanigans. Not a shenanigan in sight. <laughs> I'm Amanda Smith. Hi. And and we are very lucky today to have our first guest who is making herself known on the podcast. <laughs> she has her own introductory sound. <laughs> it may sound familiar to you, iPhone users. It is... Uh, Wake up, guys, because we have... <laughs> Kaylin Corrigan. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it seems like she might have been a time traveler who set her timer to specifically the time that she was going to start on the podcast as if that had like bearing on like it's the a future. Very, it was a very Terminator entry point. Mm-hmm. Like her froze, her bubble of energy appeared. She so good. brought clothes with her on the journey. Thankfully. And yeah. This so would good. be, yeah. It's, it's an audio medium nudity. too. So it like doesn't even, yeah, yeah. like we'd know it, but then the listeners are like, I don't <laughs> you know, believe it. You can it. tell it's if someone's kind of a... podcasting naked, I'd like to think. <laughs> Uh, I dare, I dare to disagree <laughs> based on evidence that I have had in the past when I have not been in the same room as the people I'm recording with. Oh God. But they have been nude. Uh, someone on the show has been nude. I will not say if it was oh, them or me, fair, but fair. someone on the show has done it in the nude at least one time over the last few <clears throat> years. And, uh, no one called them that person out. I'm thinking it's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a I heard about a friend of a Look, friend. Look guys, sometimes when you're when I first moved to LA, I was recording a show with people who still lived in Utah and <laughs> there was no video chat or anything, so you know, you wake up out of bed and you just have to get going. It's if air conditioning is expensive. Job, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Your response is so much better than mine. So I'm just going to check out of the show at this point. Yeah. You guys good luck. I will say that it, the the dumb joke I was going to make was that if we were a shock jock morning show, your nickname would be Dicks Out Jason. <laughs> That's such a good shock job. <laughs> like, and we got our producer dicks out Jason. What'd you do this week? I want to go on the re- I want to go on the record and say that uh, in today's climate, I would rather not be noticed as Jason. Just, just gonna throw that out there. A friend of mine did. Uh, give me and another of our of our friends uh, shock jock names once and said our morning show, our drive time radio show would be Angie and the Crooch. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I can barely say that. <laughs> I hate it so much. Oh it's god. so good. I love it so much. And it would have to be like Angie and the Crooch. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I have definitely sprayed saliva from my mouth while dang, saying this just now. <laughs> Slide whistles abound. And a lot of like, wah, wah, wah. I'm like, <laughs> you're here for a real live one already, Kaylin. Oh, God, Kaylin, I'm so sorry. I'm very excited to get into this. <laughs> of merriment required for this movie <laughs> with 
left, I don't know about you guys, but it left me so emotionally devastated. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> there could just be a sudden drop off of sound in this one. Jason might have to edit out uh, sobbing laughter later. But... <laughs> <laughs> this is not a morning show. I will not be. I will not answer to the crooch. <laughs> if anybody has a mind to make that happen, I will not participate. Because <laughs> that's a slippery fucking slope. <laughs> that's only how I will address you now. <laughs> Blocked. <laughs> you have no idea how much of this I'm cutting out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, all the dialogue will maintain. Right, but right. boy, is this going to be abbreviated. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, and that's... Caitlin, you've rapidly learned that Amanda's laughter sounds exactly like Amanda crying. Yeah. <laughs> it does. I've Sometimes seen both. they cross over. Yeah, I've seen both. The moment. If I were not witnessing this in person, I'd be a little worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We no. just hit a real emotional nerve. Nope, nope. No. Sometimes not my laughter sounds like I'm crying. <laughs> but yeah, okay. uh, The Wave is, okay. is uh, an excellent taught Norwegian disaster movie and it is you know the premise is very simple it is as simple as the title there is a small town called Geranger and it is I think in the Geranger Fjord yes that is that is what it is connected to and uh this is a this is a town under threat it sounds like as many fjord based Norwegian cities are under kind of constant threat Mm -hmm. of the surrounding mountains and hillsides sloughing off into the water and creating devastating tsunamis for the towns that sit on the water. Well, that's what happens in Geranger. There is uh, a all-knowing geologist, yeah. as, as we were very familiar with, and he has a bad feeling as he is about to depart his job working in Geranger for a uh, job working with an oil company in a bigger city. But of course, before King Geologist uh, departs for his new life, the uh, the, the fjord's going to go up. Uh, a, a mountain the name of which I will look up and say later on, finally gives way after a long period of speculation. And then a wave 180 meters high comes rushing toward the town of Geranger and wipes it the fuck out. And I will say, I will start by saying, one of my favorite things about, I really like it about an earthquake movie as well as a a wave movie. The wave goes through and that's it. Yeah, It's not like a hurricane or like a volcano that's, it's a constant presence throughout the movie. You are really dealing with the aftermath for probably at least half of it. And I like that kind of as like, a, you're, you're not in the constant state of like, oh my God, the disaster's unfolding the whole time. And yeah. I like that as a, as a sort of tension, a bit of tension texture in the movie. I did, I liked that there wasn't a moment of like, oh God, another thing. Yeah. Which yeah. of all things, what it really brought me back to was um, the Poseidon adventure. Oh, okay. Where, especially I kept waiting for there to be an, oh God, another thing. The way there is in the Poseidon adventure where it's just like, it's constant and unrelenting and there's just always another obstacle. And here I was like, okay, the wave hits. And then there's like, you know, there's the problem of Eden being in the bomb shelter and mm-hmm. that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And then the other problem is just Christian trying to get to them. Yeah, Christian, Christian is king geologist. His wife is Eden and they have two children, a teenage boy named Sandre and yeah. I forget the little girl's Yulia. name. Yulia. Yulia, Yulia and, and Yulia. Sandre and they are great disaster movie kids. They are, yeah, not shitty children. Yeah, and 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 once once uh, Akarneset, which I think is the mountain, uh, once that sheer, that sheer face drops off of it, uh, what's his name? Christian. Christian has Yulia and they take for higher ground because he knows he can't get to the hotel where his wife works in time to save them and she tells them go, like basically save the daughter. Like, 
I'll be out any minute. Like, I'll see you up there. And they both know that's a fucking lie. But she has to go find her son who is like skateboarding like a teen boy in the bowels of this hotel because he's, you know, angsty about moving. But but a good kid. I won't I won't shit on Sandra. Like, it's not his fault. No, it's not his fault. He it, was just passing a night. So big problem I had with it is that was not a, um, I mean, granted, it's not ADA, but that was not a... Um, Norwegians with Disabilities Act sort of compliant alarm system. Really? I think I mean I don't know if this in, actually in what specific sense do you believe? Because there should have been flashing lights. Oh, good point. You're like, right. It is a it is a purely this sonic is, based a, alarm system notifying the people of Garanger that yeah. the wave is coming. Which Sandra's in a like in a tunnel mm-hmm. that has very little cell reception. No, so if there's like a maintenance guy down that access mm. tunnel and he couldn't hear it even without the headphones on. Yeah, like even even the event of a fire alarm. Yeah, you, there should have been some lights. Yeah, like there are there are flashing lights on firearms in big fire alarms in big public spaces like that. Like because a, a of hotel because of deaf people and yes. that's why like that's the idea. Mm. So uh, the, from the minute I was like, you guys aren't going to have any flashing lights. Well, this is not compliant. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're out of compliance, and thus I've lost empathy for everybody. <laughs> I felt more empathy because i was like well clearly clearly the if this is the case if this is how the system works then mm. i really hope that the norwegian government is watching this movie and learning a very valuable lesson <laughs> yeah. about making sure that they're compliant mm. and now caitlin you selected the wave for us so what what was it about this one that that made it your your disaster movie heart song um there's a lot i like about this movie i think it's probably one of the better disaster films i've seen mm-hmm. even though i do love how outlandish and crazy disaster films can get because obviously that's what's so appealing about so many of them. Right, right. It was nice to watch one that was a little bit more, well, literally grounded in reality because like not only has this particular Ford and the people in it experienced real tsunamis before Mm -hmm. as a result of rock sliding, but this is a real threat that these people live under every single day. Mm -hmm. And so like to me, this is a horror movie masquerading as a disaster film. Right, right, right. That's a very good point. And it's, I think it is very worth noting that the movie opens with what I believe is actual yeah, archival news footage. With news footage. Yes, yeah. of a of a uh, tsunami from the on the the 1930s. town. Thirties. Uh, uh, I think it's called Tuffyord, uh, where there was a rock slide disaster, and it happened in 1938. And there, I think I don't know if they changed the timeline on when the Tuffyord disaster happened, or if this movie is supposed to be set not in the present day. Because didn't they say like the 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 tough yard rock slide like 40 years ago or did i am i misremembering that well so i think there were there were those were new that was news footage right. just talking about it and right. talking and thinking yeah. about like because that was a newswoman and she was in like the shoulder pads yeah and the kids have cell phones you're right so it, the, the footage was older it was old so the footage. footage was like from the 70s and yeah. it would have been 40 years after the tough yard yeah tsunami. i think maybe to just like remind people yes. like this was actually a, a <clears throat> constant presence in the memory and yeah and so when it said in the, in those news footage 40 people died that yeah. is historically accurate they were showing bodies like that like they were showing news footage with mm-hmm. bodies which mm-hmm. yeah to your point about horror like it grounded it in a way that i wasn't expecting for a, rea- a disaster movie to have that level of reality to it yeah and this mm-hmm. this the movie is based on like the persistent concern for this specific mountain i think yeah what is it what i'm looking again uh uh, Akarneset, the specific Akarneset. concern around uh, Akarneset, like going up or becoming unstable and threatening the Garanga Fjord. 
So it is like a, hey, this is a real place with a real threat and we're going to make a movie and really probably scare the shit out of the people of Gerangar. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. making a movie about their hypothetical near futures. Yeah, I love the way that it starts because first they show you that footage mm-hmm. and it's like, this is a reality that these people deal with. And I feel like watching that, you think to yourself, why would anybody live here? Yeah. Right. And then they immediately like open up like the real movie itself mm-hmm. with uh, Chris, uh, Christian. Yeah. Chris, Christian. 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 Yeah. Uh, driving, you know, winding through the hills and it's these gorgeous sweeping shots. Yeah. Of the it's, landscape. It's like it is where people are Instagramming from when yeah. they are going to, yeah. to Norway. People are biking to work. Everybody knows each other. And you're like, oh, shit, I think I might live yeah. in a 180 meter high tsunami zone. Yeah. This little slice of slice of Norwegian heaven right here. Everyone's in fashionable knits. Yeah. It looked yeah. everyone looked very cozy everyone in this film. Everybody looks so cozy. I think they eat crisp bread at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's have this life. Let's eat fish and crisp bread and wear like nautical sweaters <laughs> and bike. Amanda's like, no, thank no, you. No, I'm going to take, like, look, if I'm going to have to live somewhere within a disaster zone. Right. I'm going to stay here with the San Andreas Fault. We're like, right. You know, I, where the rock might come to save us. Yeah. Well, that's a very likely possibility. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's going to be able to just like helicopter in, save all of us single-handedly, it's, he could hold the plates together to keep them from sliding. Like, much like he holds a, a helicopter mm-hmm. and a truck together with a chain in Hobbs and Shaw. See? Yeah. Yeah. Same See, thing. Fact checked. Just ge- geologically, they have the same amount of force. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. The the rock is actually a tectonic plate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that is that is true. The rock is a uh, gravity. He's yeah. actually gravity. He is, yeah. <laughs> he is a fundamental force. I love it too because it's almost like the opening shots of uh, The Shining oh, when yeah. Jack Torrance oh, is heading right. to the Overlook That's Hotel really uh-huh. and it's like this simultaneously beautiful shot where you're like, yes, I would live here, but also kind of this impending doom. Yeah, a lot of impending doom. Yeah. So Amanda, being our, our resident scientist, uh, how do you feel about the science of, of this movie? So the least believable part of this for me was um, as a, someone with a geology background who's currently in the process of moving, mm-hmm. uh, that there wasn't a 20 minute scene where he and his wife just fight about what rocks he's not taking with him. That's very true. I was like, there's not even about the bind. Well, he just throws all the binders away. Didn't believe like, fucking crazy. Are you kidding me? Like yeah. I have, I'm never going to work in science i'm never gonna be a geologist <laughs> yeah. like that's uh, that ship has sailed yeah i'm never gonna be a phd student i'm never gonna need any of the research papers and stuff that i have in my apartment right. i still sat there on the floor of my apartment the other night being like do i throw these out like <laughs> yeah. and what if i is, need to read these papers again and for some someone point? who is as obsessed with, like as as uh, eden tells him at one point she's like oh i'm like finally glad to like get some of your attention and like not just that mountain for somebody who is as, as obsessed yeah. with his job and this particular place as he was he like when they're moving and stuff and they're like getting rid of their extras he just walks out and throws a fucking box of binders just would not happen you wouldn't have even given the binders to your co-workers no because apparently they don't read them (laughs) (laughs) i didn't i almost didn't throw out my field notebook from my from my sedimentary geology class you know how (laughs) stupid that is all that has are really bad sketches of rock faces wow i don't need that i don't need to bring that into my next life in a new apartment and yet i am sitting there being like which granite should i keep which granites should i should i put back into the wild (laughs) there were no boxes of rocks i'm not sure he's a geologist can i make one request Mm -hmm. what that uh, you try and track down any sketches of rocks that you might have laying around and post them on the Twitter account. I, I threw them all out. 
what part of that did you oh, miss? That's yeah, but like you, that's though. why that's why I said stray that might be laying around. Yeah. Like maybe if you didn't miss any. I yeah. don't know that there are. I mean, I can draw. I was not clear from what you said whether or not you'd actually thrown them out. I I good for you did and it was like okay i have to accept that i don't right. need these in my life there might be another notebook somewhere but i'll look if if you can find if any because I, ro- I i have to know what a rock sketch looks like I and mean, how I they differentiate them. from each other i can draw them for you <laughs> we amanda can it's do not fresh hard rock sketches i can just yeah knock do some out fresh rock couple. sketches throw them up on the couple. twitter because I, I i'm very curious it's how, not good how you... <laughs> it's not good. good maybe those binders were just full of rock sketches and, you, know, <laughs> you know what you know what caitlin i think that ben. you might be onto something yeah and i it's uh so the we know that the we know that shit's gonna go bad because it's uh, his what, last day because it's his last day <laughs> a which that's very in line with disaster beat check um and the way that christian notices that or he determines that something is this is a kind of an early warning sign is that the water levels within uh, around the mountain have suddenly dropped because obviously they're monitoring everything and for some reason all of his coworkers are are skeptical that their technology works everybody keeps being like maybe it's a faulty sensor it's like why the fuck is your shit broken yeah like this happens in two separate occasions they're like maybe it's a bad sensor it's like maybe maybe it's not maybe you're why are you being so dismissive of this this is crazy so but what happens it's that is sh- it's that cheap government technology <laughs> cheap gov- stonados was right about a lot of yeah. things it turns out i think i think we're learning slowly yeah, they, and all along it was stonados mm-hmm. the patient zero of disaster movies is stonados <laughs> Um, from which they all sprang. And uh, so what happens is the, the water levels drop dramatically and what Christian, Christian determines in like a fit of like brilliant awareness is that what they are monitoring for is if the rock is expanding, like the crevices in the mountain are expanding and that's going to tell them, oh shit, this is going to drop a ton of rocks into the fjord. It's going to create a tsunami. Well, what Christian determines is that no, if like the water level's dropping that far, that means that the water doesn't just disappear. It has to find another place to go. So it's seeping in between the layers of rocks. And then what he determines is they're not going to have the warning signs they think they're going to have if the pressure of the mountain is heavy enough, pushing down on these layers that now have extra friction in between them because of the rocks the pressure pushing down will just cause them to slip. You just explained landslides, actually. You did a really good job. You did a really good job. So that is what they explained in the movie. Is that then a good explanation of landslides? I mean, you actually, yeah. And that's why I went, okay, so I don't know enough. I'm not super, I was never super tweaked out on geomorphology and this aspect of it. Amateur. I know. I was, I, I genuinely, I, I what was, was she like, even studying uh, if it wasn't geomorphology? Like, why were you there? Yeah. <laughs> that's why I dropped out. <laughs> Two-thirds of a geologist, what I'm missing, <laughs> the third that matters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I when he was talking about it, and I was like, what's that? I mean, is that kind of how you describe most most landslides? Okay. Like, that doesn't seem not accurate. That's how it, uh, landslides work, is you add water in between a plane, okay. and then it slips from overlying pressure, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it goes. That's my understanding, and I'm not positive on it, but it, it pretty much tracked. And they take him seriously enough at that point to lead a survey up to the mountain. Well, they only took him seriously once he was like, I found in the papers I had thrown out proof yeah. 
that this has happened before. Yeah. Well, no, and that's the second time because the first no. time he goes back and he he shows them the slipping. He uses binders as a demonstration. He shows them the slipping oh, binders. Right. You're right. You're so right. They go and check once. Yeah. And that's when he because he's supposed he to be in. getting on a ferry with his children to go to another city and to instead, move to leave the city entirely. Yeah. He he flips a Yui, goes back to work, and he's like, "I'll be right back," and then leaves his children for untold hours. I, that's like, how they, long were they in the car? They took a whole fucking. They took a whole fucking helicopter, helicopter expedition yeah. while the kids just like sat in the car outside the office which means as the helicopter lifted up he looked down yeah. on the parking lot <laughs> saw the car it's not like you can even be like oh he forgot no yeah. like he wasn't in there and he was so absorbed with his work that yeah. time went by he flew out of the helicopter his kids saw the helicopter yeah. leave and were like i really hope dad's not there <laughs> yeah. he better be walking out that door <laughs> yeah. right now and it's not like he didn't have co-workers that he could be like go in and hang out with margo for a little bit she's useless but like <laughs> yeah. Go sit with Margo. Go they, sit he with just, Margo. He was like, no, just stay in the car. Like, he didn't crack a window for them. They're, you do that for a dog, at least. <laughs> He's not even treating them like puppies. No. And well, it, the son has a phone. Yulia does not have a phone. She's just sitting in the back of the fucking All car. All she has is blind adoration for her shitty father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and wishes like, oh, man, I wish I was with my way cooler mom right no, now. No, she, I think, like, I... I, I, daddy I think, girl, daddy's girl? There were so many moments in that... So in the oh, that opening scene where he we see him with his family in their old house, mm-hmm. and we learn that Eden is much more competent than she, than he is. He's fixing the sink. She's yeah, she's, a, she's an amateur plumber. By the time he's walking in the door from work, she's fixing the sink. She's super cool. Yeah, and then she leaves and says something like slightly cutting to him. Yeah, but like affectionately cutting. Yeah, they're very loving. Yeah, and he immediately turns to his daughter and is like, "See how mean she always is to me." And I was like, "That's a daughter who's going to grow up and really resent her mother when." <laughs> Her parents get divorced because he's like kind of joking, but the girl's not old enough to pick she up on sarcasm. Know that. So she's just she just looks at him and goes, "Everyone has to contribute, Dad." And I was like, "Good for you." Yeah, but like deep down, when she hits like seventeen yeah. and mom's divorced and dad <laughs> is living in a really sad apartment, she'd be like, "You did this to him. You know that, right?" <laughs> yeah. Like that's what that dynamic is going to yeah. be, and it's entirely his doing. Yeah, and so, we know exactly what her boyfriends are going to be like. Oh my god. <laughs> Which, oh, by the way, can I point out that the scene that we are introduced to Eden, which not only is a badass introduction to her, yes. because yes. I love her, I'm obsessed with her, yeah, love her, but I was like, oh, this is like the first motif of water. This is the first foreshadowing. We've oh. got a water leak. Mm-hmm. That's oh. a really good point. Caitlin's uh, here for, for the text and the subtext. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, no, she's she's by far the coolest person in all of Good Anger, and she when the wave you know when when the the it drops it's exactly what he said was going to happen the crevasse um, within the mountain starts to shrink with two of his coworkers inside so the boss selflessly gives himself up because his idiot co- his idiot subordinate unhooks himself from a safety line mm-hmm. and like shimmies through the crevice to like check out a check out a sensor so then of course when shit starts going haywire he gets pinned between a rock literally in a hard place and like he wasn't going to be able to like safely get himself back anyway because he'd unhooked his safety line. Boss gives his life for him. Mountainside comes off. And then the wave is then headed for the town, which means it's headed for the hotel that Eden works at. And obviously Eden is like the person everybody loves at the hotel. She's the concierge. Everyone's got the good relationship with her. So then it's her responsibility to get all of the people of the hotel out. And I felt like that was a... I feel like that was a good panic scene. Oh, it was great. Of people trying to, like, I felt like that felt like the right attitude of, like, people were compliant, like, because people tend to follow directions. Yeah. It's like, oh, go this way. Okay. But, like, they were also terrified. I, I, I felt like it wasn't, 
There was enough like accurate confusion yeah. for people not quite understanding what was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but and she's such a competent authority figure. I feel like you want to follow her. Oh yeah. With her great hair. I would I would join yeah. whatever cult she her was trying to get me into. Tawny skin and her like, you know, Those sea breeze bones. blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. What a winner. <laughs> Eden. Yeah. I do want to ask y'all, do you think that the people on the bus didn't make it out in time because they're waiting on Eden to find her son, Sandre? Do we, yeah, do, do we think they held the bus at all too no. long? Or no. Okay, yeah. No, I think the bus left without her, but it was like the bus was leaving with four minutes because the bus driver wasn't going to. Four gonna, minutes, yeah. Because the bus driver was like being difficult because <laughs> why? Yeah. And Unless, like theoretically the bus driver lives here and knows mm-hmm. absolutely when you hear that, you hear that yeah alarm go off you get the fuck to high ground yeah and, and for I, some reason is just being was just being ornery yeah <laughs> yeah and so i think that's why the bus didn't make it because the bus just because the bus where it was so christian after he survived they've survived the um the the tsunami mm-hmm. and he's now back in town trying to find uh eden and sandra and yeah and and this point we have like 45 minutes of movie left yeah. like the wave has crashed through and so then you're like oh shit we've got a lot of movie left yeah like now we've got to pick through the wreckage and so the rest he, of this movie is the residual disaster of oh yeah. shit eden her son and this guy are trapped in a bomb shelter under the hotel like, yeah they're gonna slowly like do, drown, drown. Yeah. But yeah, so Christian was is at that point he's kind of gotten back into town and he's walking and he finds the bus. And in that case, the, I don't think the bus wasn't it wasn't that the bus hadn't made it. The bus I don't think had gotten far enough up, and it had then been pushed back with the wreck. Yeah, the I bet it had been forced. Yeah. Back. So it's probably a situation like how on the other side where there were so many of those cars that got hit because they just there was a traffic jam. Whatever mm-hmm. happens. Um, <clears throat> I think it was a similar situation where it just like got partway up the mountain and then it got hit and then it got pushed forward back into the town. It really like watching a movie like this really because when the and this is it seems to be accurate as well for like what they suspect the timing would be if the Akarneset mountain did slough off and caused a tsunami, then the town of Garanga would then have 10 minutes yeah. to successfully evacuate. And you really start feeling how short 10 minutes is when you yeah. watch this kind of movie and you're like, wait, 10 minutes? Like, and then you look at how far up they have to go. And, and Christian has, uh, like a gauge on his watch that tells him like his elevation. So when he's look, it looks like he's so much farther than he is, but his watch says it's 47 meters. And you're like, he needs to get 180 meters. And like, we're at traffic jam. This is like a tiny two lane road switchbacking up a mountainside. Like, yeah. oh my, oh my God. Like 10 minutes is just basically to say that like, that we tried to warn people. That is a barely functional amount of time yeah for people to like you'd basically have to be sh- crawling up sheer cliff faces to attempt to get that high that quickly yeah, yeah. it's it's <clears throat> insane like and i looked it up and apparently that is accurate like i yeah. mean they have enough systems in place where they feel confident that they would be have at least 72 hours to alert people okay. but once like the rock slide happens yeah. and the tsunami comes that town does have 10 minutes to get the fuck out before they are so, completely obliterated yeah. that is so and like <laughs> it is i mean this is Pompeii had I was actually quite impressed with the effects in Pompeii like how the volcano looked at times when mm-hmm. they would do like wide shots from it with the the pyroclastic flow and whatnot but like the visualization oh, of the God. wave in this movie I mean guys watch it alone for that it is so like because the first time you see it you see the side of the mountain come off and then the first time you see the wave is not like the angle where it's coming toward you you're looking down the fjord and you see the wave as it barrels into the bottom of the frame and it is terrifying 
It's yeah. My God. It is fucking terrifying. And I love that you hear it before you yes. see it. I think yes. that's so effective. You hear everybody screaming, you hear it slowly coming, yeah. and then he turns around and you see it. Well, and because it would be coming through that that fjord channel like that, like that would that's have that would have to be how it would happen in real time too like because it would be coming around a bend from you'd the fjord be hearing it and you would hear like i mean water that much water would oh sound God. like hell on earth yeah. and just to he- and then suddenly like at one point this there's a moment where when Eden is like oh my god everybody's on the bus they have to go i need to go get my son when this incredible visitor to the hotel is like i need to help her find her son this woman i think named maria, maria gets off the bus she's like we're gonna i gotta help her find her, her son and her husband's like get back on the bus she's like come on we gotta find the kid and i i cry i've watched this movie multiple times and i cry every time maria is like i'm going in there to help you find your boy and when they are about to run they, they get the boy they come out of the basement of the hotel and they run out the front door because like maybe we can run to safety but it's fucking not happening I, yeah i don't even know why they bothered i don't i don't know why they bothered and like yeah that might be a point of unbelievability yeah. because she's like again these aren't stupid people she knows how much time it's taken yeah like at that point you're down in the bowels of the hotel get yourself in the fucking bomb well, that's shelter. the thing like how is this hotel not have an emergency system in place of like if there's a problem right. if you can't like Step one is this. Step two is get to the get yeah to the bomb for shelter. like for like medically infirm or disabled yeah. people. Yeah, we take them to the basement and we like cross our fingers. Like there is a there is a sealed door up here that will only hold for so long, but it will provide enough time to where hopefully like no one's gonna not know the fucking town was just overrun by a hundred eighty meter wave. Like presumably emergency services are flying in on helicopters at this moment in time. Yeah, and so like all right, then you'll you'll take your chances and wait it out down below, which kind of seems like a pretty good plan to have multiple like compartments mentalized bomb shelter like reinforced yeah with like oxygen like tanks in them because you say you run out of air from like a sealed door so that might be a point of unbelievability but as we've said their alarms aren't even up to code yeah so so they were just they they're just this is a town totally like as prepared as they are (laughs) apparently two podcasters have figured this out way better than they have (laughs) and they they're running out of the hotel and it is uh, Maria, her husband, Philip. who will become a shitty person. Oh, Philip sucked Philip, from the beginning. Yeah, Philip does suck from the beginning. Because Philip then, was like, no, don't go save the kid. Yeah. Like, okay, Philip, do you want to die on the bus? Yeah, and it's like, hey, I'm Maria. And Philip, if we make it out of this, you're getting a fucking divorce from me because you're apparently a piece of shit. Yeah. It's his force majeure moment, and he fails miserably. And so then Eden, Sandra, Maria, and Philip run out the door right as they see the wave coming around the bend of the fjord and it's coming straight at them and it it does feel believable that maria freezes like precious seconds are spent with her staring at this wall of water because that's that's fucking biblical yeah i knowing how paralyzed i have been one time in a scary movie moment that happened to me in this house i couldn't move in a way that shocked me because i'm really good in an emergency situation i was not in danger this involved a scary movie and me freaking myself out during a power outage (laughs) this was there was no mortal danger if that was implied just now nobody was in my house i thought there was either a killer or a spirit and either way that i was gonna die but like in a moment of like that sound i may have even shared the story in this podcast i think you did actually yeah i heard the story yeah yeah, like when the, the the sound of the power going out it's like that yeah like we're suddenly it's more quiet than quiet I shocked myself that I was frozen in place. And I was like, fuck, I figured I would have been a person of action to at least run. Not like, I'm going to fight, but like, I'm going to run. I fucking froze. And I had to tell myself out loud, get up, get up, 
to move my body. <laughs> so I looked at Marie, I was like, shit, girl, I couldn't say I would do anything different. Yeah. I mean, well, to be, uh, sorry, do you want to? Oh, no, just totally. I'm actually kind of glad that she froze. It was like a little refreshing to see somebody in a disaster movie have a human reaction. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? I feel like that's the same exact reaction I would have if I saw a wall of water coming at me that high. Yeah, like I, an <laughs> end of days yeah. sized natural disaster. Just like, huh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, because like you, you want to you want to be up at a high point watching that happen. Like you want to see that and be like, I this is hell on earth, but this is so incredible, I can't take my eyes off it. Like, yeah, you don't want to be staring up at it. You want to be staring down <laughs> yeah. at it. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I the lesson I took from this entire movie between like her and then the um, friend's mother who gets trapped between the cars. Oh, yeah, Anna. Anna, when Anna gets so... Uh, they're, uh, Christian and Yulia, Yulia are now just like straight up running up a mount, uh, up, yeah. this, up the road. And he's just banging on... Christian's banging on the doors being like, get out of your car, stop waiting in yeah. your car. Like, we have to move, just get out of the car. And a teenage boy like sitting in his car forgets to put the brake on yeah and it runs back and hits and traps anna between the cars yeah and she's Chris- running right between the cars right as one of them slides back and just yeah. pins her knees yeah and christian stays back to save her yes he sends his daughter with her husband mm-hmm. he's like get her to safety and he's like i'm gonna carry her i guess but then Lesson- becomes real very quickly so here's the thing guys um uh, as the the ethos of the wave truly is just like if someone's gonna die leave him to die <laughs> Because, like, if she, Maria had been left to die, they would have gotten to the bomb shelter with enough time. Mm-hmm. Philip would have probably stayed behind. Yeah. Like, let Philip deal with his wife. Why was Eden the one? Like, Philip left his wife to die. Yes. He didn't grab her hand and run. He, she just stood there and Eden was like, uh, your wife, yeah. dude. Yes. Yes. It is true. Maria, Maria's husband runs away as Eden is like, stop staring at the water and run. Yeah. And then Anna, like, I'm sorry. It's terrible. It's a bad way to go. But, like, one probably would have been a less painful death than the death she actually got mm, she yeah. gets impaled by like a spear we think or maybe this uh the impalement might have happened after yeah we don't know either way the next time we see her after she and christian have belted themselves into a car yeah. and then held hands and like hoped for the best yeah um we see her upside down like with a spear through her chest which was really brutal yeah, like debris the, has impaled her the deaths in this movie like it wasn't the deaths because it's not like we're talking about the deaths the way that like with Pompeii, you're like, oh, that death. Yeah. We don't <laughs> yeah. see people dying. We see so many dead bodies. Like the, the wreckage of the, the the bus of tourists. Yeah. yeah. I had to look like, away. Oh. I couldn't do it. It was too it was too devastating and too 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 just real but yeah. like upsetting. But it does like add to this movie because I feel like another way that it separates itself from other disaster movies is it's not like the big action number where you do see like 200 people die at once but there's no blood and you don't think much of it (laughs) yeah it's like every death is very personal and in your face and emotional and like you do feel sad watching this happen well they do a good job of giving you just enough like pockets of people to care about like we you become connected to the people on the bus because one of the women who works a young woman who works the hotel played by the actress Eileen Harbo who's in the amazing movie Thelma see it um she is getting everybody on the bus and they when they leave Eden behind so when Christian is going through the bus looking for his wife because he thinks that maybe they got on the bus to get away he sees her and that becomes our point of contact. And we're like, oh shit, we spent like a minute or two with her. Even yeah. without that, like just seeing the bodies yeah. draped over, like the bus is on its side, the bodies are all draped over mm-hmm. sideways on on the bus seats. And yeah. it's just, 
like it's just brutal. Yeah. It's a really, it's a very. They did a great job of grounding the movie mm-hmm. by having those deaths and keeping it from being like disaster movie epic. Yeah, yeah. but it, she, it feels like a good. PSA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And she had that like thing with uh, Sandre. Yeah, like, they, it was they, never they really... have little. They have little eyes mm-hmm. like Ivy's yeah. character and Sandre make eyes in the hotel, and you're like, oh, what would have been? Yeah, you're like now she's and now like, she's dead. Now and like everybody's like wet and covered in mud, so it's just like. <sighs> It's just real fucking sad. You, you just, you see how, because uh, tsunami deaths are so, like, <laughs> they're so bad and they're so brutal. And Tsunami deaths is a terrible phrase. I know, but it's true. It's like a thing. Yeah, it's, no, I don't believe it. It's, they're a terrible way to die. And I mean, not that there's good ways, but that's a <laughs> bad one. And it just, they did a really good job of capturing it. Yeah. Um, it does seem to match the footage that they showed in the beginning. Yeah. Like yeah the documentary yeah. footage. Yeah. It seems like this was very considered. Like, you guys, let's, like, the research team was like, all right we're going to look at images of these kinds of disasters which yeah. obviously Norway probably has like you know archives and news news clippings of a lot of this kind of stuff. Well you don't even have to go back that far because no. you also had you know the this tsunami in Japan and there's right. it's oh, very God. heavily photographed oh. and heavily you know researched in oh. that sense. And it it uh perhaps the most unbelievable thing that happens in this whole movie is that Christian lives. Oh God, yeah. Like, there two, so there's two points of un- that and the fat f- all the fires everywhere afterward. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes, I was wondering about the fires too. I, I couldn't figure it. So Jordan, yeah, Christian. Yeah, yeah. There when he he and Anna strap into the car and they hold hands like, all right, this is it. Water like you see the water burst through the back windshield and it does the Hollywood thing of like assuming that it takes far more time to drown than it actually does, especially when you're in a state of extreme distress. Like I can hold my water. I can hold my breath underwater for two minutes. Are you the swim champion? Oh of I, I, unlike <laughs> Are you the, the Jewish, the Jewish YMCA. I was, swim yeah. Champion? I was not the, the Jewish women's associate association swim champion, like Shirley MacLaine or who that it was. It was a bell. It was bell. It's Bella. Bell, yeah. Bell, bell Rosen. Rosen. Why am I forgetting the actress's name? Shh. <sighs> Because now I have Shirley MacLaine in my head. It's not Shirley MacLaine. It's a legend. It's another legend. But yeah, that like on probably in the optimal conditions for like not even a minute. Honestly, I can't even hold my breath for a minute. That fucking hurts. Like I'm not practiced at this. I'm not a swimmer. So like that 180 meter wave and him being tossed around inside of the car like you see him exhale a lot of breath while the camera is on him for a limited time. And there's like you have just exhaled everything you're holding in. You've got 20 seconds left, man. And and yet, and yet he makes it. And yet, because, you know, he's the guy. He's the <laughs> yes. hero geologist. Yeah, it's the only reason he makes it is because he's hero geologist. He's you the know, Jeff Goldblum of this world. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, chaos abounds in 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 the wave. Um, but yeah, like, and so then once he he makes his way back up, uh, he makes his way back up kind of like the mountain a little bit uh, after he lives and sees, oh my God, Yulia made it. Like she survived. That's when he resolves like, all right, I'm going back down. I've got to get to Eden and, and Sandra. So that's when he gets down and sort of picks his way to the wreckage back to the hotel where in the bowels of it, um, as the wave crashed the hotel when Eden and, and the rest of those, that little group were on their way to the bomb shelter, a the water rushing through down in the basement uh, pulled Maria away and so she just she, she got carried away and yeah she she gets carried away so then in the containment room it is Eden and her son and Philip who is now who started as a dickhead and is now a grieving a- angry dickhead oh my god <laughs> he's just so terrible <clears throat> yeah I mean, just useless and terrible the entire time. <laughs> uh, just the last person you want to be trapped in a room with. Yeah, yeah. like in good conditions. Yeah. 
And then here we are dying and running out of air. The room is flooding. Not really running out of air. Technically, they had that whole breathing space. Oh, right. They did have plenty of air. And he just decided to start panicking about air. And for no good reason, decides to try to drown Sandra. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know why. Was it some sort of weird, like, alpha lion situation where you go and you just start eating the children of the new pack that you're in? Like, I was just like, I did not. I was like, why are you doing this? Like, you don't have to drown him. Right. This seems unnecessary. It, it felt it felt real in the context of panic. Yes, but, like. And him being a huge pussy who would have definitely. Oh, yeah. I Like, it made sense, but it didn't make sense. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're being irrational, Philip. Yeah. But can we just give it up for Eden? This Viking goddess yes. took her thunder right. thighs yeah. and said, and not today, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly. <laughs> tell the folks at home how, how this situation yeah. got resolved, Kaylin. Yes, this lovely, smart, strong woman Wonderful. saw this man trying to drown her child in a strange act of panic, which he <laughs> easily could have survived, and said, no, actually, I'm going to drown you, but because I'm a small woman and yeah. my arms might not get around your thick head, I'm going to use these thighs. Oh my God. <laughs> it really is quite... In all caps, I have drowning a man with your thighs, that's the dream. <laughs> And that's the last note I have. That is the last note I have (laughs) of about this movie. Now, then we should probably the fires. You guys, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I want to hear from you both about the fires. I did also want to mention with during the drowning, like the car thing. um, Even independent of the drowning thing, yeah. Okay. Even independent of that, they with one the sheer force of water hitting the back of their necks that should probably snap their necks entirely. Two, if they hadn't been, if they hadn't, their necks hadn't been snapped. They would have been ripped to shreds from the glass being propelled through their bodies. Yes. That was a like, very like, we're going to make a disaster movie about a twister and debris is not going to kill anybody inside it the was, twister. I, before the, the podcast, we compared it to, I, I was like, it's like nuking the fridge. Yes. That was a fridge nuking moment. Yeah. Or you're being in like up. the Subaru Forster mm-hmm. and making it. I mean, if nothing else, like if you want to do anything, put them in like, I guess a trunk of a car is maybe where they crawl into. That's actually a fair point. I, but mm-hmm. even still, that thing would have been crushed in on them. Like, mm-hmm. what's this? And then it's just, no. But fine. Okay. He had to survive. So that's what he did. It kind of reminds um, me of the dog in Independence Day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> Which really. I'm, I'm glad he lived. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why did the dog live? But, and, and now yeah. that you say that, I'm really glad there were no animals involved in there this. There were no yes. animals. There didn't need to be a family dog that oh, came with you for not Christian. killing a dog. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Or like worrying that he wouldn't make it out. Like that. No, it was, it was, that would have been, it. I would have turned is that, this, a, is that a very American thing actually suddenly? Like, that's a good question. Are there probably that we value that animals feels, lives of their other humans? Well, that probably. and like the emotional manipulation, it feels very like ham fistedly American. To, I almost wonder if it's because like less and less people are having children and their dogs kind of like are their pseudo children. <laughs> and so seeing those die on screen affects us more than actual people. Right, right. Jason, you got you got something? I just I and I'm not a foreign film expert, but I do feel like there's something there. I think yeah. that like in in the amount of foreign films that I've yeah. watched, I feel like there's a distinctly lower amount of animals. Yeah. Just like, generally, amount of pets at least. Yeah, in like, those films. like this is it is such it is a trope of like mm-hmm. the action, yeah. like to to get the dog to run in the back of the car kind mm-hmm. of thing. The yeah. dog barking at the the lava in volcano, yeah. and then exactly. jumping out the dog door just before the lava. Yeah, exactly. a, a child being like the dog, like yeah. yeah, very understandably. That is such a. I think I, that feels like that feels very us. I feel yeah. yeah, I feel like having pets is a thing that's fairly universal, but the but yeah. the specifically putting the pets uh-huh. in the perilous situations in movies yeah. is something yeah. I feel like that might be more American than anything else. I mean, else. 
it, we we built an action franchise specifically around a man killing an entire crime syndicate over his dog. Hell, yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. genius. It is total genius. Yeah, that yeah, is total genius. And I'm very glad, even though I did say something along those lines to Keanu Reeves and he laughed at me <laughs> <laughs> after the first John Wick, and lo and behold, two movies later, they're like, oh, right, it is about the dog. Right, yeah. right. Like, okay, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves, this is a random thing and we'll get right back on topic, but Keanu Reeves keeps showing up in my life. Like, since I moved to LA, Keanu Reeves, a I lot run of into people would be jealous of you. I run into I've, him a lot. Okay. Can I've I run be? into him now five times in three years. Is Keanu Reeves stalking you? I don't <laughs> know. It's weird. It's bizarre. I don't get it. Anyway. Move maybe that is like, LA, everybody. Maybe this is <laughs> yeah. maybe Keanu Reeves is like the monster in It Follows. There it is. And you just have to pass your Keanu Reeves onto someone else, and then yeah. Keanu will follow them instead. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I will say it's always good time. Like it's always during a good day that I encounter well, Keanu Well, yeah, you Reeves. don't see, you can't see Keanu Reeves on a bad day. The patron day. saint of good days. Yeah, but like, yeah. Cause it's, and it's not even like the day is good because he lifts it up. It's like, <laughs> no. it's a good day independently and then Keanu Reeves shows up. It's if, always if how it happens. If your day is good sense. enough, Keanu Reeves will appear. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually how just, that works. We're all just striving to have a Keanu Reeves day. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised I don't see the guy more. Yeah. I feel like I'm operating at a pretty like major mm. major chord kind of level. Yeah, no, every day for you, you're like, I just, when you're just like, oh, I just saw so-and-so yeah. hit this cafe yeah. and he was taking pictures with Josh Hutchinson and he was <laughs> taking pictures of his Instagram model girlfriend. Yeah. And that's a good day for you. Yeah, Josh Hutchinson might be an Instagram boyfriend and that's, it feels so right. But you were so excited to share that oh, information yeah. with us. Yeah, just, you know, hopefully live in, hopefully live in like a key change <laughs> as often as I can. Um, but okay. yeah, it, it, the drowning with the thighs. Going back, I think that's where this started was drowning with the thighs and mm. how impressive and wonderful that was. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, we can't say enough about Eden. She was just the best. Yeah, she's the best. But I still want to hear from you guys about the fires. Oh, right. What the hell was up? The, I actually yeah. I actually Googled where there are fires. Why were there fires in the movie The Wave? <laughs> <laughs> I Googled that phrase in the hopes that maybe I would find like the science behind The Wave. And this is why there were conveniently placed fires yeah presumably because you're like there's too much water for there to be fires is that where you're coming from everything would be wet just checking just checking yeah Yeah. like it had to be for lighting right it was for lighting there's no other explanation for the fire to be there because would it it be is like a situation of like cars and shit have tumbled over and like perhaps their gas and oil is leaking out and then like water like a body of water can catch fire if it's like got a bunch of gas and oil floating on it is that Jason was here yes Jason is nodding but <laughs> it was very sure. elegantly placed within pathways. It was. It was very elegant. It was like there there are Instagram weddings that have that same lighting <laughs> arrangement. And so that was the thing. Was like, and the only point where I was like, rrr, rrr, was the fact that they're just kept. And then initially I was like, fine, okay, they're outside. Maybe it's like cars burning and stuff. Yeah. Then when they got into the hotel mm. and it wasn't emergency lights on, it mm-hmm. was still fires burning. And yeah. I was just like, how? Right. Okay. Why are we, why in the hallways like that? Like uh-huh. why, how, I don't understand. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was distracting a yeah. little bit because <laughs> that's all, that's all I could think was like production value. I was like, oh, you're doing this because you have to light this hallway because otherwise we won't be able to see his face and yeah. distress as yeah. he mourns his family and then eventually finds them by yes. freaking out and banging on that pole, Yeah, which that was lucky. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> glad that worked yeah, the out. Classic like submerged underwater bang on a metal like mm-hmm. duct pipe something to like hopefully the sound reverberates and carries up high and someone finds you yeah is in which you know we, we can we that that also poseidon adventure mm-hmm. the classic when pound on the metal on the, work yeah until until 
one of them can't stand it anymore and just demands they stop pounding because I can't stand <laughs> yeah. it anymore. Stop. Well, she was a liability the entire she time. She was a liability the whole time. Um, uh, I do have to give these actors credit. Did you know that they did all their own stunts? Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Like, they what actually, like, shit? hired stunt people, brought them on set, and were like, no, the actors are doing a better job. You can leave. And the girl God. that plays Eden, like, they trained uh, holding their breath underwater, and she wound up being able to do it for three minutes. That is fucking crazy. It's insane. And she hates water. She was like, I hated doing it. I hate being in water. This is not my thing. And then she wound up being like the champion I of mean, all of them. how good is she at her thing? Why? Yeah, like, <laughs> what is her thing? And is she like a world champion in it? What? Do they not have an actor's guild there? Like, where was the union in all of this? I know, like, the scene where the they're sitting in the car waiting for the tsunami to come. Like, they literally just put two actors in a car, removed the windows, and then opened up a, a huge... A water tank? Yeah, a water tank full of like 7,000 liters of water and just like dumped it in there on them. Well, that worked out well for them. (laughs) That could have gone horribly awry. Yeah. That is, water stuff really scares me. I'm not afraid of water. I deeply respect the the awesome power of water and how fucking deadly it is. Yeah. So I just, I don't put my, like, I don't water ski. Like, I like going out on a boat, on a lake, and I will sit in the boat. Or I will jump off the boat and I will swim, but I will not be doing action sports off the back of the boat because going fast or water coming fast at you is horrifying. But it's so fun. It is not outweighed. <laughs> it does not outweigh the fucking peril. And this had, I wasn't even doing an action sport thing when I had my boat accident where my foot went into a propeller. Oh, God. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why is it always at your house when we hear the stories of Jordan doing horrifying oh, that's right. I, you heard about skydiving last I night. I was just about, like, before you said that sentence, I was ready to make the joke of, like, so for those keeping track at home, <laughs> Jordan will parachute barefoot, but she won't water ski. Which, but what? It turned out parachuting barefoot was fucking safer than a lake. Uh, yeah, no, I was, uh, it was the end of a long day of inner tubing. It was fun. Like, I always had a medium fun time inner tubing and acted like I had more fun because everybody's so fucking hyped about, like, water sports. So it was, like, a long day. My arms were tired. We were coming in. We were putting the boat on the, on the, I forget the rig that you put the boat up on now that, that I grew up with my whole life. But uh, so we were coming into the, the little dock. And um, <clears throat> my friend was, uh, she was coming up to the back of the boat on the inner tube. I laid across the back of the boat to pull it closer because she had one foot on the deck and one foot in the tube and it started separating. So she was getting like perilously pulled apart. Uh, I pulled the inner tube back. She got in the boat. And because my arms were just so tired after all day of inner tubing, I just gave way because I had my life jacket on and just roll into the water. So as my body was righting itself because I was wearing a life jacket, my foot just went dunk. Oh, right into the propeller, uh, which the boat was slowly backing up. Oh, my God. So I kind of started going under. And my friend's like, Mom, Jordan's going under the boat. (gasps) So Mrs. Magnata stopped the boat. And I, like, kicked my way to the front, like, for somebody to pull me up. But, like, I couldn't couldn't kick my foot that well. So I was like, oh, that's weird. So I went around to the the ladder at the back of the boat. And, like, I stepped with my good foot. And I went up one step. Then I stepped with my bad foot. And it hurt. And I was like, oh, ow, what's that? And so then I finally got up on the back of the boat just exhausted. And I, like, was sitting with my my feet on the, the back deck of the boat. And I just see my friend look at my foot first. And she just goes white. And I look down at it. And I can see my tendons. Oh, my God. In, oh. in my oh. eye. So, like, the oh very God. back of... The, the back of my... I can see the scars. Yeah, the back of my ankle. Oh. 
Holy uh, shit. There's not much meat there. So Ooh. you can see pretty much everything when it's open. Oh, and just fully vertical. It was a 5% vertical sever of Achilles tendon. And the, the, the worst of it was we were three hours from any Oh, kind of my hospital. God. Um, Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you like the water? Yeah. <laughs> what's your problem? Weird. Jesus. So and uptight. so when we finally got to the hospital, like that part didn't really hurt. Uh, Cause I think about, I think I just went into shock, but you're in your fucking bathing suit. And so I was just in my bathing suit with oh clothes God. on over the top for three hours, oh getting God. freezing cold in like the air conditioned car with my foot elevated that started to feel like it was being stabbed because there's fucking no blood left in it. So then we finally get to the hospital and laying on the hospital bed and these nurses keep like coming by and poking their head in. And I'm like, what the, you guys you see this you see shit all the time. Like, why are you looking at me? And some finally some asshole doctor walked in and was like, wow, I, I saw two, I saw outboard motor accident on a chart and I expected to come in and find two feet on ice. Oh, my so God. So people were just like reading my chart from elsewhere and coming to find me because they wanted to see something horrific. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. They were all disappointed. <laughs> Confirmed um, fact, all doctors are just like total, <laughs> what, what's the term for people who love seeing uh, like horrific, gory shit? Uh, I mean, generally pads. speaking, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and Caitlin. Yeah, like people who camp. like horror movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, no, the, the resolution of it was uh, after laying there for three hours, a surgeon finally got there and the weirdest feeling I've ever had in my life. Well, the worst pain I've ever felt in my life was when they were injecting um, numbing agents directly into the oh. wound. Oh God. And then the weirdest feeling I've ever experienced was them having to get the needle into various parts of my foot so I could feel fingers underneath my skin <gasps> inside my foot, like to lift it up the tissue so they could put the needle in farther in certain places. And oh, again, not God. much meat there inside. So you're really feeling everything. And then I could feel the stitches being pulled through, which really hurt a lot, too. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say you would not live here in this fjord. I certainly no. would not be taking recreational boat trips on small crafts. Oh, my God. Only larger, stable ones for me. Yeah, it's it still hurts a bit in cold weather. I This is unsurprising. Yeah. But yeah, oh so that's, God. yeah, that I, so water sport's not worth it, man. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go out on a boat again. Like, I think I'm done now. <laughs> yeah, so does that... Uh, um, I mean, the last thing I was... I, did we really talk about... I mean, I'm still processing your leg wound, but um, <laughs> did we talk about his coworkers just straight up not believing him at oh, all? Oh, no. We, and that, oh, yes. That, that was, seemed wrong. That seemed so wrong. Yeah, One, he's, against, it, like, he's classically against the bureaucracy in a moment, but it seemed completely... It did not seem realistic in a way that like when you watch Volcano, it's like, yeah, somehow this is about like the transit system. Sure. And John Carroll Lynch being an asshole transit engineer. Yeah. This was like, this is like four of you in a geological hotspot where there's like a constant threat in fjords around this country that this is going to happen. And you all seem very doubtful. Yeah. Like, why are you all suddenly the mayor in Jaws <laughs> and like so concerned about your tourist sales? Yeah, exactly. you, I'm not going to shut it down for tourist season. I was like, really? That's... Is that a thing? That's yeah. not a thing people should be concerned about in this situation. And no, yeah. nobody in that room was a suit. And in fact, they mm -hmm. make jokes about like suits in like the, the job that he's going to be going yeah. to. Like this doesn't seem like they do not establish themselves as the, crowd of, as the crowd of people who's going to be very doubtful about the smartest person in the room. Yeah, he's I mean, he's about to go become the man. Why are they doubting him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did like it, like they're setting off in like a farewell speech. And suddenly I guess this would make sense. They're sending him off. They have like a cake and everything. And, and one of the guys is like, um, 
yeah, like, you know, now that you're gone, like, at least we won't have to triple check anything anymore. It's like, you know what? Suddenly I believe that you won't triple check everything anymore. Yeah. Because you guys are a bunch of fucking slackers. Which, by the way, that felt like more foreshadowing with the cake. Yes. They're like, oh, thanks for everything. What is this, a funeral? Yeah. I was like, he does die for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and ultimately we have, uh, like, the place is, like, the mountain is about to, Akarneset is is falling apart. And... Christian is like, Margot, hit the emergency button. Two of her coworkers are dying in a crap. Like, one is screaming to death over, like, an intercom. Yeah. And Margot's hand is just fucking hovering Hesitating, over the button. staring at it. When Before that, when he calls and says, get them out now, and she says, what do you mean? <laughs> and then he says, put them on. And it's like, well... Maybe we don't patch a long distance fucking call through right <laughs> yeah. now, guys. Like maybe if someone calls you panicked and says, get them out now. Yeah. Maybe you just do it. Yeah, like, especially Margo. when he's the best person in your yeah. office. I just like. And you all agree. There he's not like the crackpot yeah. who sees faces in hurricanes. No, he's this is not 2012 where that's <laughs> shit, like, no. Yeah. They're all and the thing that. He's, the, yeah, he's not projecting like a supercell convergence of storms. Yeah. That will then cue a new ice age that will then mean like strange tsunami. Like it's a, it's one simple premise that yeah. is very realistic. That their, their entire job is waiting for this thing to happen. And I was <laughs> yes. like, wait. Yes. I mean, have you ever had a job where all you have to do is wait for the thing to happen? Because that's a very boring job. And you are excited when that thing happens finally. Yeah, even if it's a bad thing. Particularly if you're a scientist. Mm -hmm. If you're a scientist and you're getting data. Yeah, right. Like, that is an exciting thing. Right. Science is mostly waiting. Yeah, science is a bunch of waiting. (laughs) And then you're like, oh my God, the thing happened. And then you run out and do the thing. Like, after the earthquake at Ridgecrest happened recently there. So in, if you're a California based, you know about this. There was a 7.0 earthquake that happened around uh, 4th of July in a town called Ridgecrest, which is out in the middle of nowhere. Um, biggest thing there near there is uh, China Lake air force base. Um, and there was a 7.0 earthquake, which you could feel out here in LA, but um, it was in an area where there are faults, but they, they it wasn't on an established and, Within hours, geologists were hopping in their cars, like seismologists were by the next day out there Mm -hmm. ready to dig trenches, ready to start taking data, all of that. In a hundred, when I went out there a month later, it was 105 degrees. And that was in August. That's not July. Yeah. And they were out there doing it because when you wait for the thing to happen yeah. and the thing starts to happen, that is data and you need that. Yeah. And so the only possible outcome I have of like why those people were so resistant was because they weren't geologists. <laughs> yeah. And they Going were back to Amanda's theory that these people were not geologists. Nobody were, here was a geologist. Except for Christian, which like fine. He, I guess, was a geologist who had just no <laughs> attachment to any rock collections he had. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> Like the rest of them had to be like engineers. And that's where they're all doubting it because engineers don't believe anything geologists say. <laughs> right, yeah. And this is only a, a prejudice I have because of experience, lived experience, <laughs> um, where I had to like explain to engineers that like, yeah, so this is why in an earthquake, I understand that um, windmills that, you know, if you go out to Palm Springs, mm. you see those big windmills and they're like, oh, like tall, the, like the, wi- the, the wind big, power tall generators. Wind yeah. generators. They're like, 50 feet tall. I don't know. They're really tall. I'm not good at heights. Yeah, no, that they're hundreds of feet tall. They're super tall. Yeah. And I was trying to explain to them that like if there's an earthquake, that is going to they're going to completely just snap. And they did not believe me and they would not believe me and I was like, "Here, let's talk about this for a second. You're standing on that side. Yeah. I'm going to step away about 3 feet." Yeah. And I actually had to physically demonstrate like how an earthquake works of like I'm going to move 3 feet. I yeah. was like, "No, 
I just moved three feet with a windmill on top of me. Yeah. The base of me moves. The top of me hasn't moved right, yet. Right, right, yeah. It snaps. Right. And they just like would not believe me until finally my my geology professor was finally like, guys, yeah, like here's a video of it actually happening. And he showed oh. like a video of it basically imploding. And they were like, well, I guess that's how. I'm like, yeah, geologists know stuff too, engineers. I mean, clearly they're not watching any disaster movies. Geologists know. Geologists know how to do everything. Literally every science. Yeah. Which I honestly. theirs. Which is why the only thing I didn't believe about this movie was that he didn't find a way to build a giant ass dam to stop that because yeah. he can do anything as a geologist. But yeah, so point is like maybe they were at least Margot was definitely a f- engineer. Margot was useless. Yeah, Margot Margo was a saboteur almost. Uh, Margot Margo was on the side of big wave. I was going to say, do we know that Margot wasn't in, con- in, in collusion with Ackerner? Yeah, she's she works for an oil concern. Like she's there was, in cahoots. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's a bad actor. She's, oh. a, she's a crisis actor. Yes. <laughs> yes. I um, do wonder if that would have been helped by having like one less spelunking scene. Like, <laughs> you're right. The, the double up on the spelunking was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we're down here again. Yeah. yeah. Like, why? And why was the first time useless? Yeah. Like, they, why they, they no one that? listened. Like, the cable was severed. Yeah. Th- that could have been part of the, the, the one dive. Yeah. We're like, oh no, it's severed. Oh no, the crevice is contracting. Oh no, it's we're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. it could have just been like the other two guys. Two, yeah, like, yeah. All we needed that for was child abandonment for Christian. <laughs> well, yeah, which was necessary for the, that sets up the sequel, which is just a courtroom drama in which Eden is getting co- like custody of the children. Well, I'm, I so yeah, the, the last thing is is uh, Christian goes down to he swims under the hotel, he saves his family, but yeah. also like drowns and dies in the process. Yeah, that's what yeah. happens, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not complaining. And then that. he like gets brought back by yeah. the son mm-hmm. and the yeah. Then Sandra like like resuscitates bring, him. resuscitates him with love uh, with yeah with love. The fourth dimension is love and. Uh, yeah, and you know, gotta have that. Right. Yeah. Which I almost I was like, oh my god, they're gonna kill him. And I was like, wait, no, no, no. I've seen Crawl. They come back. <laughs> dads can come back. Dads can always come back. Because so like and if I hadn't seen Crawl, I would have been a lot more concerned. But with the dad resurrection in Crawl, I was like, no, he's gonna live. Well, I can't wait till we get to the quake then. Which you should probably come back for the quake. Like you haven't seen the quake yet, Caitlin, but since we've done the wave journey together, like we should probably stick together for the quake. Yeah. Um you guys are gonna be in for some I don't heart. Know wrench and i don't know in that i'm not not ready for it, it i was like oh man i wonder if it's going to be as good as the first one and i i still i, I like the wave like a little bit more but there's a, a different level of harrowing mm-hmm. in the quake uh that really yeah i won't spoil any of it but you guys are mm-hmm. you guys gonna be rocked oh i do there was one scene where it was like I'm not sure that I find this believable, but I'm really enjoying what I'm watching, right. which is like right after he leaves his daughter to go find his wife and uh-huh. like check on mm-hmm. the uh, bus. And he finds like, I don't know if it's a boat a or boat. a makeshift raft oh, yeah. or like what the fuck he found yeah. to like traverse that <laughs> yeah. body of water. Yeah. I didn't but even I, question like, it, but you're right. Yeah, I was like, I don't know where this came from, but I'm enjoying it because it looks so much like the river sticks. And I'm just picturing you as the ferryman. Yeah, with the, with the fires burning <laughs> yeah. too. That really, yeah. that really gave it like that kind of aura. in the water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like no, a, you're very right. And a bit of like a, a Dante's peak, like the dead fish and yeah. like the, the ominous hazy air. Yeah. Oh God. Good point. Didn't even think about that, but you were absolutely right. <laughs> so does that bring us to what is this movie really about? Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. Uh, who wants to start? Oh, I have a, a crazy one that I actually wrote for funsies, and then y'all said that we could do this. Yeah. No. Yeah. Go. Go. Let your imagination. You know what? Let's start. Yeah. Let's. It's. It's the. It's guest. Yeah, Caleb. If you want to kick it off, go for yeah. it. Okay. So, I love the way that this movie feels like the mountain is like one of those old timey gods okay. that's like oh. angry. Mm-hmm. It's like angry at the people. Which is very Pompeii. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, 
not just angry at the people, but it's like angry at uh, Christian mm. for leaving the everyday working man, blue collar gig, uh-huh. he taking the capitalist job. Ooh. He's going to work for big yeah. oil. Yeah. And she's like raining down this vengeance. And like they keep using the word contracted to mm-hmm. describe the movements in the mountain, which made me think I was like, this is a female mountain. We do she's love a vaginal reference. A tsunami. A womb. Uh-huh. And the tsunami is like an asura. It's like <laughs> the vengeance of its mother oh that's gosh. raining down upon this that town. is yeah. tremendous wow I'm, yeah because I'm, like now it's like it's invoking like oh nordic lore which this... i'm not very familiar with but like it feels very suddenly mythological and with our with our viking princess yeah. eden yes. in this as well so that is okay that makes me feel less crazy because <laughs> i also had a, a... isn't that the transition you want no yes, that's perfect yeah that's great <laughs> I'm going to piggyback on yours. That's great, though. That's I love the idea of it as like this sort of God creature birthing a thing. Oh, I love that. So then Yay. where does that lead you, Amanda? Um, this is another film about the matriarchy. Okay. Oh, okay. All so right. going off yeah. of that, like I, I was on the drive over because we, we were discussing like normally how we come about these things and, and the drive over was I was like, what is this really about? And I kind of found it and I settled on the matriarchy. Um, <laughs> because to me, like, well, one... This character, like, he's leaving for a job that we can't really see. It doesn't really seem like he wants it. Yeah. He just knows it's, it's probably just a really good financial it's opportunity. It's a really good family. financial opportunity. Yeah. Um, he comes home to a wife who is more competent than he is at things <laughs> yeah. around the house. Yep. Um, he clearly has, like, mild resentment for that he's just passing on to his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, like, the entire movie to me, to a large degree, is about him basically becoming he's the one man mm-hmm. who can save this town mm-hmm. and the woman is either his wife who is like doesn't really have much faith in him yeah. or it's Margot who isn't listening when he needs to hit the button mm-hmm. and like 15 seconds that could have saved lives yeah, like yeah. they could have had over 10 10 minutes 15 seconds yeah. and Margot's all hesitating yeah um <laughs> the fact that the, the they go into the crevice and it's very vaginal mm-hmm. yeah. because it's like they're getting very they're going into like the 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 mountain vagina <laughs> um even like the fjord itself being a delivery canal yeah, a canal. yeah. yeah. So um so yeah i'm right there with you on the idea that it is the matriarchy um even to the point where like she ends up strangling a man with her thighs and you ut- like her womb <laughs> Uh, and her, her to save her baby to save her baby exactly so i think this is ultimately and like you come out of this kind of feeling like well not sure how this is all going to work for people but like it is truly about a man fighting back against the the mothering world mm-hmm. and the female world <laughs> mother earth and mother earth mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. yeah to regain some sense of control and power <laughs> that this is it's one man against mother earth essentially do we think this movie is pro-rural or pro-urban life? Pro-rural. Pro-rural, because I think so too. Yeah, going back to what you're saying about him being like the earth punishing him for leaving. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very much pro-rural, but like not necessarily endorsing. Yeah, because I'm feeling like like this movie is strongly like – all of like you get you like everybody you christian is you like him but he's not necessarily the most sympathetic of the characters i feel like the ones that are are the ones that feel like most closely connected to this place yeah and i feel like this movie is sort of like there is i like the punishing aspect of like sort of punishing the hubris of those who would think to sort of like 
question the messages that the that the earth and natural world is sending. And it's like, okay, if you doubt me, you will be punished for doubting me. Yeah. And so I, I think it is a sort of a getting getting back to the simpler parts of life hmm. and and living as more of one with your natural environment as opposed to shipping yourself off and selling yourself out and going and working for the man in a in a in an urban area. And like this will lead in with the quake too and how that doesn't super work out for them either. And yeah, I, I think I, I like this sort of holistic idea yeah. of the of of Gaia. Yeah, because uh, like his wife is clearly more outdoorsy than him. Like yeah. she's riding the bike to work. He's driving the car. Yes, he yeah. has an iPhone. She's got like an Android or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's got a shitty old Android operating system. <laughs> and so then, does that bring us to our fantasy casting? Uh, yeah. All right. Who wants to kick it off? Everyone, why? <laughs> yeah. Who okay. wants to kick it off, you know, Amanda? Yeah. I'll start it. Let's go, okay. Amanda. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> um, so this was a tough one because so for so my first instincts were 100 percent just like who looks like all these people because they all look so much. And so like initially I was thinking they are so connected to the place and how they well, look. but they look so much like other actors. And so I was like initially I, my first thought was uh, Theon uh, Alfie Allen because he just looks so much like Alfie Allen. And then yeah, I, holy shit! I so much for so, like five minutes. I thought it was Alfie Allen. The times there's. A, there was like a New York Times review that was like he looks like a, a rougher Kevin Bacon and I was like no that's Alfie <laughs> Allen up and down like are you kidding me um, and then I was and then I was like Elizabeth Mitchell for, but no none of those were right and then I realized that the essence of the character of Christian comes from his douchebag beaded bracelets it's true there is a and and like if you watch the movie venom the least likable thing about tom hardy's character yeah. eddie is that he is wearing approximately two and a half dozen fucking bracelets yes and you're like you are a tool aren't you that is a character <laughs> you are you don't deserve michelle williams with all those fucking bracelets on yeah. i like to think tom hardy just showed up to set that day already dressed yes. like that yeah. and they're like oh, just go just yeah. yeah go with yeah. it roll oh, yeah. it yeah Tom Hardy wears that shit constantly. Yeah. Like I've seen some videos with him when he like there's that video of him playing with dogs. He's he's got beads for days. Oh he's my just God. Got beads all over the place. <laughs> beads all beads on beads. <laughs> like throw a little powder on him, he's good to go. <laughs> but yeah, I think the the key to that character, the way in for him is uh is those beaded bracelets. That's the essence of the character. Like that's the the denigrates the mother to the child. Leaves his kid in a car, his kids in a car for six hours. <laughs> like that is like, yes, he's very good at his job, but there's something else there to him. There's um, something else there. I truly like the headcanon I created for that couple was I was like, oh, they dated when they, she was really young and didn't know better. Yep. She got pregnant. They stayed together for the kid. Yes. They had an oops baby, which is Yulia, which is why there's such a bigger age difference right when she was thinking about leaving him. <laughs> then she got oops baby Yulia pregnant. And then she was like, fuck, I guess I have to stay. Yeah, I guess this is life. I guess this is my life and now. Because I'm I'm a good person. I'm going to make the best of it. Yeah. This isn't a prison. This is an opportunity. Yeah, that's my head headcanon. Even if them. he is a jail sentence. Yeah. Yes. So... <laughs> Um, and I don't even dislike Christian, but I just like, like Eden so much. But it's yeah, and I don't yeah. dislike him, but I'm like that. She, you, you have really gone above your pay grade here, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and it's a small so town. Yeah, real small town. Yeah, <laughs> real small town. <laughs> so uh, Christian would be Ethan Hawke in this. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the yeah. sweaters work. The face, like yeah. the disheveledness works. The disheveledness, yeah, little really shaggy hair, and then a lot of bead bracelets. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Because Ethan Hawke, I believe him firmly to be like, if he were in this role, he would be deeply competent and he'd be really good. But I'd also be like, those bead bracelets, man. 
<laughs> Those bead bracelets, man. Like that is who he is. Um, and so once I got to Ethan Hawke, I was like, I'm just going to lean into this and play like six degrees of Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Um, for, I'm going to gender swap the Sandra and make Sandra mm. Sandra. Oh, oh, okay. And it's going to be Maya, his daughter. Oh, I like that. She'd be good oh, at that. She'd be too. great at that. Maya yeah. Hawk is great. She's yeah, she'd be super good at it. The and hair looks is very like a similar. Test tube baby version of Uma Thurman. Yeah. Yeah. My God. Like Google young Uma Thurman. It's crazy and how much it's, 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 it's my yeah, yeah. It freaks me out. Yeah, people who are like, does she look more like one than no. the other? I'm like, do you have eyes? No. <laughs> Have you heard her laugh? I spent spent the last season of Stranger Things just waiting for every scene where she would come on screen because I just wanted to hear her talk again. I was like, am I watching Truth About Cats and Dogs? (laughs) Oh my God. Like she somehow sounds even more like her than she looks. That's not impossible. It's It's so weird. Incredible. Wild. A talent. Yeah. And a highlight of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. True. In her tiny moment. Um, okay, so yeah, Ethan Hawke, Maya Hawke, Cassandra. Oh, that's very good. Once I got those two, I was like, who's the mom? Who's, Who's Eden? Um, and I, I, to play into that, like just simmering under the surface, even though she still has the hots for him resentment, <laughs> Julie Delpy. Wow. You're just, wow. I told you six degrees of, ca- wow. of, of Ethan Hawke here. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I was okay. like, yeah, you know what? I, I want Julie Delpy here. She's got, she, I, I like the kind of like weathering pattern of, of how she, yeah. you know, if it's in another movie, it's Elizabeth Mitchell, but this time it's Julie Delpy. Is, it was like, it was, it was Elizabeth. I was like, no, no, Elizabeth Mitchell is going to be in Congo. So I can't exactly. do that. She's, she's booked. Fan favorite she's Elizabeth booked. Mitchell. <laughs> um, but I like, I was like, I want Julie Delpy because I want to see that like chemistry again. Uh-huh. But also I want to see her just at the whole time. Like whenever she isn't actively thinking about him sexually, she's like, God, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the child, we already know that works. Yeah, for the child, the for Yulia, I, man, I don't know, like one of Stranger Things. That actress is really she cute. Was, she was super cute. She I really was liked super her. Super cute. I don't really have any feelings about like child actors in terms of like knowing who they are. I know right. there's like the Stranger Things kids. Right. I know that there's like the kids on single parents. So maybe mm-hmm. one of them. There's the it kids. <laughs> it kids. Yeah, they're like, they're like the extension of the stranger. Things yeah. Kids. Yeah. yeah. I, but they're all the agents, losers club yeah. and the, and the, the Hawkins AV society it goes are, over the Finn Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just one of them, one of the ones we haven't taken yet, I guess for, for Yulia, maybe a little younger. I don't really know. I like, again, I, it could just be the kid. We could just leave the casting as is for her. Yeah. She's pretty, she was great. Like inexpl- they sent her to boarding school and that's why she has an accent. Like whatever. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. Um, but the one thing I do want to do is I do want to make Jillian Bell Margot. Oh, okay. Just okay. because if someone's gonna have to play that moment of panic mm-hmm. and like hesitation, I, you know what? Sure. Like let's go with Jillian Bell's like incompetent character because <laughs> yeah. that was the only excuse is like Margot is so incompetently slackery that yeah. she can't manage to hit a button. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fantasy casting. Yeah, a large adult daughter. Yeah, is Margot. All right. Do you do you want to go go next, Kaylin? Um. Yeah, I feel like most of the cast I would keep the same because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I totally I, valid. Yeah, yeah, I really buy them as a family. I actually am really grateful that this disaster movie does not have a family that's already in turmoil. Yeah, I think yeah. that's really refreshing. To yeah, just like, not, you really like care about their unit. Yeah. staying intact yeah it's not like oh we're already on a divorce you know yeah. going through a divorce or we're separated yeah. and the parents hate each other and that like ties into the real peril that we're in now yeah. like yeah. it was like no here's a happy family yeah and they're just trying to move it, it really that <laughs> was almost like move, a horror guys. movie yeah. yeah yeah it's like 
the horror movie where it's like just a happy family trying to go right. about their day or right. like have uh, kids having a party and then a slasher comes in and <laughs> yeah. kills them all. A slasher wave comes in yeah. and <laughs> murders them all. It does kind of like that shot when they're in the car and the wave is heading towards them does kind of feel like that slow serial killer walk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's coming. Stalking through the fjord. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, maybe like. I might like to see like Harrison Ford as the dad, just so I could hear him be like, get off my mountain. So grumbly. <laughs> so grumbly. He would just, he would punch the wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Angrily growl at the wave. Oh my God. Yeah. And then maybe like, I like um, McKenna Grace, uh, oh. that little girl. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. she might be a little old for that role, right, but right. I think she can play younger because <laughs> she's really tiny. Yeah. It feels like if we're, if we could time travel it, like a tiny Dakota Fanning yeah. would be very oh, good in yes. this. Like yes. an I am Sam aged Dakota well, Fanning. Was, like there was there were vibes with her and and her dad of it reminded me of um War of the Worlds with yeah. Tom, her and Tom Cruise. A good movie. Yeah. Like that, I love that movie. if it were two thousand five or two thousand three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if this were if we were if we were fantasy casting this in like the early two thousands, it would be Tom Cruise and Dakota Fanning. Yeah. He said no aliens on the show, right? Wasn't that a rule for you? I can do I've seen War of the Worlds, so I can do War of the Worlds. <laughs> um it was like mildly traumatizing okay. to me, but I can do it. It's just a great full scale disaster. We can do it. I but just, I, I'm not going to make you feel uncomfortable. If I, I if I can possibly pull any sway, I would love to put War of the Worlds on the list. Okay, I you know we can do War of the Worlds if we get a you're real, like Tom Cruise. Like <laughs> we got to get a really good fantasy cast, uh, not fantasy casting. Um, guest host for. Okay, okay, that's my, that'll, that's okay. That's my one. Like I will do it if I have to, but I'm not just doing it for content. I'm doing it for. <laughs> To get some for clout. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's a fair deal. All right. So was that, was that you're feeling good about your. Yeah. And you know, speaking of War of the Worlds, it is kind of nice to have that like gender reversal in this movie where like, because there's that scene in War of the Worlds where Tom Cruise is like, you know, cover your ears and your eyes and he goes and kills the guy that's that's putting them in peril. Good Mm -hmm. scene. Yeah. And then like in this, we've got the woman doing that scene where I'm not sure if I've actually seen that happen before. It's usually the guy. I'd have to think really hard to to come up with an example for that. If If I could come up with an example for that. One more reason to love the wave. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I guess that leaves me for fantasy casting. And I'm going to leave Eden in place because I love her so much. And her name is Anne, perhaps Anna, uh, A-N-A-N-E, Anna Dahl Torp Mm -hmm. is Eden. And she's going to stick around for me. And then I, maybe it's just copping out like for Scandinavia, but I'm going to make Christian uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, good one. I if he tells, if he tells me that a rock sweaters. is contracting, I'm like, yeah, it is. yeah everyone get out. <laughs> Absolutely. And I I, 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 I I, want to see him rushing his daughter to safety. Yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I like him so much. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just, I, I, I like him as a compliment. I don't to know if I'm ready well. to be I, that attracted I, to the yeah, dad. I would super uh. root for that couple. <laughs> yeah. Super. Um, I'm going to leave the little girl in place. Because I like her so much. We're just, you know, assuming that everybody can speak the same language uh, in this new fantasy casting hybrid. And uh, I'm going to make the son, even though he's aged out of it, he's so petite. I still want to see it. Uh, Ty Sheridan would be Sandra. Okay. Uh, I just like the guy. And yeah. I like his little face. And <laughs> You have <laughs> petite, his little face. I hope he never listens to this podcast. <laughs> he has stood in line behind me while I was waiting to order food. And I was like, you don't say. Just because I think my height, you know, like a little wee man. Yeah. Yeah. And I just find I just I like his face so much Mm -hmm. and I'm so endeared. He He has a very unique upper lip. 
Yeah, I love his pouty lips. He's got a little pouty. You don't find many white folks with a with a good full <laughs> mouth, and Ty Sheridan has a, a very pretty mouth. Oh God! Um, and again, he's I think he's like twenty five at this point. He has Gigi Hadid's lips. This one's like yeah. he's a he's a very pretty young man, and oh I, I can God. picture him in this beautiful family yeah. with Eden and Mads, and then you have him, and like I can see him skateboarding around with little headphones on. He's I mean, got little headphones. <laughs> For a little man, oh and I, I'm I'm keeping. I mean, it's a bit of a thankless role, but I'm keeping Eileen Harbo as the yeah. the hotel attendant just because I want to see her in more places. Sure, um, but that could, you know, I feel like you could if you really wanted to just put somebody else in there. I feel like you could put Anya Taylor Joy, but you'd have to build out the role a lot. Yeah, you'd have to give her something to work. My with. my my girl doesn't work for less. <laughs> not not like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I think that would be there there. You know, and just put Miles and Ansel in the bus. <laughs> Miles and Ansel, you find them in the bus. They're Easter eggs for Disaster Girls listeners. That's that's where you see them. Oh, and so then is that that then are we now at our towering infernos? Yeah. All right. I, I feel like I, I I never kick it off. So yeah. I will kick it off for towering infernos. I'm giving this movie like four and a half. Yeah. I fucking love this movie. I like don't even know what's stopping me from five. I feel like I should just say five, but something's holding me back. I, I feel like it's pretty much perfect. Yeah. That was five. Five. Five, five towering infernos from Jordan. <laughs> okay. There it is. I'm committing. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it's. Is that the first perfect rating you get? It, it, it is. It absolutely it's just, is. It's wow. so, and that's not to say that camp can't be a perfect rating as well. Sure. But just like. It's so efficient with its time. The effects are so good. It like limits the scope of the, it's not like, it doesn't, not disasters compounding on disasters. Like the disasters are very like succinctly linked. Mm. You have the wave and then you have the drowning in the, and, and I, I feel so much stress the entire time. The, the losses when we lose Maria, I, I feel heartbroken. Yeah. I, and it's, it, it, I didn't know the sequel would be so good, but it is. It's a great, it's a great in world it's a great world building with this family. I'm giving it five. Wow. You also just dropped one of my favorite new phrases, which is succinctly linked. Succinctly linked. That's a really, great... that's, a, that's a good, that's like a vocal warm up <laughs> yeah. phrase. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Doing Burgundy my scales with succinctly <laughs> linked. Yeah. No one, no one emphasizes and hits a consonant with as much like oh, elegance purpose. as you truly yeah. do. Jordan, yeah. Jordan's great with this consonant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't leave a, I don't leave a word behind <laughs> no. if I treasure it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> And how about how about you, Amanda? Um, you know, it feels like cheating only because it's such a good movie that it almost feels it's. Since I it's hear like, you. I hear you. Yeah, it almost feels like cheating to be like it's five because like of course it's five. It's <laughs> a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've done like a, a seriously good. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, instead of like when we were like, well, you know, it's it's for what it does. It makes yeah. me feel great. It's like, Anne Alec- a geologist. Yeah. Like yeah, this is this is. And what almost gets me is that, like, I don't know that I can rewatch it. Mm, okay. Um, not in the same way as 47 Meters Down. I was like, I'm never watching this film again. <laughs> but the experience of watching this movie, I don't know that that's one that I can necessarily mm. replicate mm-hmm. of like, oh, yeah, wow, this, I'm not sure what's going to happen next. So on rewatch, I do, like, kind of want to be like, eh, four, but I... I, I almost feel bad not giving it five. No, I hear you, but like, like I totally get it. If 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 because like again, it's is it leaning on the fact if it's just like 
I can't believe our first fives are going to be begrudging fives. I know. I know. And I feel like I do feel a sense of guilt for like, yeah, a, a, a guilt for Congo kind it of thing. Like, I'm already yeah. thinking of a, of a, of a, for of a more absurd movie that I'm going to give a five. So it's kind of like helping me make this decision in my mind, but I won't yeah. say what that is right now. But Ooh. yeah, I'm, I just, yeah. Wow. It's yeah. a, it's a tough one, but like, I think I have to go five on this just in terms of like, if, if I were going to sell someone on a disaster movie and it and I think I, it's a disaster movie for people for people who wouldn't necessarily watch them. Yeah. And I can, honestly kind of can't think of something where the treatment of the disaster is this earnest. Yeah. Like I, I can't really think of a, another serious disaster movie like this off the top of my head. Yeah. And I think that counts for a lot too. It's rather pioneering. Mm. Yeah. No, I prestige disaster. Okay, so we're going, oh, yeah. we got two fives. Caitlin, Caitlin, what's your yeah, I have to agree. I think I'm going to go five as well. Damn. Um, it's just like, <laughs> it'd be really I love funny this if you picked it and you were like, eh, four. Eh, yeah, killing it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect you guys would like this so much, but okay. <laughs> but uh, here we are. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that it's like, like I said before, like it's like a horror movie masquerading mm-hmm. as a disaster film. I love that it's based on real events. It's based on it, like, going to happen someday event like this is this exact thing is going to happen yeah it's inevitable i love that they actually use the locals that live there as extras on the scene where they're running up the mountain like you know they brought that fear to set yeah like you know they're just like wow actually like wow the lived trauma of those people yeah yeah either just really hungry to be on camera or like nobody can do this like us like whoa (laughs) yeah like nobody's gonna bring the fear like the people who live here like we know this is an inevitability oh that is a great film this in the town yeah they filmed in the real town in the real place where this is set oh, and then wow. like filmed oh additional scenes on a stage in bucharest that wow. that is so morbid this really is like a psa like yeah. hey yeah. norway get your shit together hey 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 guys yeah like this is a clarion call to government officials of norway <laughs> to your government officials don't be margo yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> build build a dam yeah. <laughs> immediately i did Give halfway damn, through that movie uh-huh. like in my th- have this thought of like what if they just built a really big wall that could just be like like a like a guard thing that just could pop up like <laughs> hydraulically and i was like god i am so dumb sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i mean it didn't stop the kaiju it's probably not yeah. gonna stop this way <laughs> i genuinely was like well, it's just a big like maybe they can just strip it like i don't know yeah Ooh. put a big funnel in the ground and just a drain like <laughs> pull the bathtub stop whirlpool <laughs> devil's kill but yeah it's like yeah. completely believable which i love the jennifer's body reference yeah um it's completely believable because <laughs> it is real and i love uh eden i love her so much so much she's what like, a heroine i know she's like one of my favorite characters like in any disaster movie yeah. honestly yeah I, I love the family like i do cry at the end when they're reunited i do like, yeah it, it does get me makes me emotional yeah yeah so i gotta give it that yeah Jason Sorry. tends to be the harsher yeah. critic. Yeah, so of we've got oh. we've got three gar- three three of the judges have given the <laughs> the routine fives, and now we're gonna go to the Russian judge. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay, who's giving it a lower start value? Even yeah. Uh, look, I I I actually feel like I might need to um, check myself out of the voting for this week because <laughs> oh, okay. this is a real busy weekend for me, and right. I was kind of like watching this while doing a lot of other things, and I don't think I was able to fully. So it's an abstention. Absorb. Okay. So I, I think I'm going to abstain okay. from voting, okay. and That's maybe I'll come back next week and and give a, an actual rating. But I feel like whether I gave it a favorable one or an unfavorable one, I don't think it would be fair. Okay. Okay. Uh, that is a mature, responsible look, choice. Guys, yeah. uh, I do want to say though, 
just sitting across from Kaylin, I'm seeing all of her notes. Tremendous notes. And a lot of them are <laughs> highlighted. So I feel like we should give her an opportunity in case there's any of those highlights that she didn't yeah. get to. If there's yeah. anything you wanted to cover or bring <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, as our, as, our, as our inaugural guest, <laughs> don't let us feel like we shortchanged you. It's always funny. I could I can always tell like with Jordan just looking at like her notes all of these weeks. Like it's, I'm like, oh yeah, you're a person who writes about movies for a living. Right, like that's, yeah. yeah, you're just filling page after page. So yeah, like, I don't oh, want to okay, speak from this, conjecture. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing in common, it seems. <laughs> People who write about movies are good at writing about movies. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I have a habit of taking lots and lots of notes. <laughs> yeah. Do you, yeah. any, any details left behind that you want to make sure we, we leave the people with? Well, something that like I personally thought was like a fun little tidbit just because I'm from Texas and okay. I was like researching these real places. Uh, the place that he was going to move to to get the oil job, uh, which I might be pronouncing it wrong, uh, Stavanger, okay. uh, is actually referred to as Little Texas in Norway. Really? Is um, that an oil reference? Yeah, there's a lot of oil there. Um, the, see, yeah, the oil booms in Norway and Texas have led to a fresh wave of immigration. So there's a lot of people from Norway immigrating to Texas. Texas. Oh, uh, Clifton, Texas is actually known as the Norwegian capital of Texas. What? Sure. Um, for a while there, there was a direct flight from Stavanger to Houston, but what? low Holy crude shit. oil like diminished that. And uh, wow. also the word Texas in Norway is slang for wild or crazy as in oh. like det var helt Texas. It was <laughs> totally nuts. <laughs> That was totally nuts. Holy so she was like, that was totally Texas. Yeah. That was totally nuts. Yeah. Holy wow. shit. That's, That's amazing. Great. That is an incredible fact. Yeah. Wow. I mean, your guys' reputation really precedes you. Apparently. The people Jeez. in Clifton didn't even know that that was Norwegian for wild or crazy or anything until they were recently informed a few years ago. <laughs> wow. So that's like people bringing it back. Like, that's not just like them watching movies. That's like, no, there's a lot of exchange between these two cities. And these people came back and were like, you know, what's fucking wild. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> not this fjord that's going to rain no. down fury nah. upon us one day. Yeah. yeah. No. Just Texas. But Texas. that little town where they mainly export, I don't know, queso. Is it, you say it's near, is that near Houston or... Yeah, Clifton. I mean, Texas is huge. Yeah, so I was I wondering sort of what regional like affiliation Clifton has within yeah. Texas. I think it's more center. Okay, but hold please. <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't know if there was like a well in this part of Texas. This is how the folks are. Any insight that you could provide if the folks She's in Clifton are notes especially she Texas. Notes on Texas. See. <laughs> I love that you guys do have these complete notes because like my notes on the movie are basically like I'm live tweeting it. Right. Which is very like <laughs> that it, makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys are like approaching it like journalists and I'm like live tweeting. Oh. Clifton is closest to Waco I think is the, the closest mm. like major sort of town in Texas. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, it's kind of like yeah pretty pretty friggin central almost dead center honestly. Wow. Hmm. Um, yeah. Truly in the heart of Texas. <laughs> in the heart of Texas. <laughs> do you have do you have anything else you'd like to share as we conclude see i had a quote talking about the oil boom but <laughs> i can't seem to find it so okay oh, well no. if it comes up yeah, if it comes, if it comes up, up we'll, we'll cover our, uh, what we're, yeah what we're doing next week yeah what's, what are we what are we doing yeah next week so next week um we've done some some quality films in the last few or at least high budget quality films yeah questionable with pompeii but yeah we've done films um so we're going made for tv next week mm-hmm with mm. 2009's Fire From Below. Fire From Below. Uh, starring, starring who? Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> it's a Kevin Sorbo <laughs> A film with characters whose names are as diverse as Rain Palmer. 
Oh, that's a, oh, that's a character name. And and Bubba. Oh, I didn't. That is <laughs> what a, I what didn't a see diverse, that. Yeah. Rain Palmer and Bubba. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They so, have their own morning show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rain Palmer and Bubba. Yeah. I would commute. <laughs> Yet again, a slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> so you can catch this. Um, it's available for rent on YouTube, Amazon Prime, and Google Play. Also, if you happen to be searching YouTube um, and happen to be finding something that goes by that title, it might be there. Yeah, in its entirety. But in its entirety. Possibly. But support, support quality cinema, guys. Yeah. Rent it on YouTube or Amazon Prime. Or Google it and then find it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Soto Voce. Um, and so, yeah, that'll be next week's film. Mm-hmm. So, Ooh. so the crooch. Yeah. <laughs> Where can we God. find you on Twitter? Uh, and, 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 uh, Andy and the <laughs> crooch. Cr- 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 the echo <laughs> is necessary. Um, d- and, and aggressively not the crooch. <laughs> at your crew, J-O-R-C-R-U. I am at Amanda R. Tubbs. That's Tubbs with two Bs. Kaylin, where can we yeah, find you on Twitter? Yeah, where can we find you, Kaylin? I am at Kaylin Corrigan. Keeping it simple. Yeah. Easy. If Easy. you can spell my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two R's in Corrigan. Two there R's. And then how about you, Jason? Uh, at Jason Halftones. Okay. Uh, you can find the podcast. We're at disaster underscore pod on Twitter. Uh, you can email us. We're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. Um, again, the call we always put out there that every podcast puts out there yeah. without saying the sentence podcasts actually are legally required to remove themselves <laughs> from Apple. Um, you guys, please. Rate and review us. Give us five stars. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the crew. If you want to include the Angie and the Crooch as your title on yeah. your review, that's totally fine. We'll like, accept it. would be like a radio broadcast you're in House of a Thousand Corpses. That's <laughs> 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 fucking trashy. <laughs> so yeah give us five stars rate and review share us on twitter talk about your favorite episodes whatever just get the word out there help yes. help spread the good good word of disaster girls please do any big plugs outside of your twitter that you want to give us Kaylin? Um, any article that you need to point people to any, <laughs> any, uh, i mean it's your chance yeah any content you want to shout out do you have a kofi whatever <laughs> yeah. uh you should definitely read my review of monos because it's oh, one of one. the uh mm-hmm. rare articles i'm proud of because i'm very hard on myself <laughs> that i mean a writer just said she's proud of something go Amazing. find kaylin's review yeah. of monos really fantastic i'm just gonna tell you to go see mackenzie davis and dark fate Hell yeah. Again, yeah, again, Once another again, anti-woman. Yes. Yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to plug my my weird book again. Yep, so uh, if you haven't already, um, pl- there is, if you have somehow ignored my entire inst- my entire uh, feed on Twitter, uh, I put out a book, I think it was last week, called Le Renard Argenté, The Silver Fox at War, and it is a book um, <laughs> of sort of absurdist microfiction about the baseball player Chase Utley. <laughs> So if you are a fan of the Phillies, the Dodgers, a baseball fan, a World War II fan, because it's mostly set in World War II, (laughs) um, if you're basically anything but a Mets fan, you might enjoy this. (laughs) Go check it out. It's on on, uh, Amazon for like, it's on sale right now for $13.50. So go for it. There you go. Oh, yeah. Mm. I I I guess. guess, Go ahead, please. 
I forgot I was on E True Hollywood Story the other night, so That's I cool. think you there can you look that up. And what, what, what was possibly. the True Hollywood Story? Uh, cursed film sets. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Ooh, that's cool. fun. That's that is really cool. fun. Yeah, we got to talk about the Omen and the Exorcist. It was lots of fun. So. Wow. And like respect the research. We have the notebook here. Like you can trust the accounts that she gave. <laughs> Hell yeah. Rigorously, yeah. rigorously looked into. Hell yeah. I guess I guess I'll do a plug. Uh, you can find Star Wars Virgin, which is a new miniseries where I uh, walk my friend through the Star Wars franchise for the very first time. Oh, She's never seen it. Um, it's mm. the order that we watch things is gonna piss a lot of people off. And, okay. Uh, are, you doing, are you doing like a, a Hammond's order? Yes, I my own homebrew order where we oh. start with Rogue One. <laughs> oh, okay. got it. Okay. Rogue One episode. Rogue One: A New Hope. Empire Strikes Back. Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones. Revenge of the Sith. Solo. Return of the Jedi, wow. uh, Force Awakens, okay. Last Jedi, and then finally wow. Rise of Skywalker. Okay, that's cool. Oh, yeah. It's an interesting one. So it's, it, it'll be a fun things, miniseries. Everybody. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you back next week for uh, Fire From Below. Thanks, everybody. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>